This fucking guy. Hello, my little tater tots. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care if self-care is one long scream into the void. Here is where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and p-words that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I'm swimming through sick lullabies, Red Martinez. And I'm choking on your alibis, Ginger Golub. I'm so glad we're getting to the end of this song. Just because it's like, it just will feel so complete. Like, just yes. like, there'll be this like rush of joy of like, oh, we did it. Yes. We've done this. I've, We've confused so many people. It has <laughs> taken us, again, nearly five months to... <laughs> To line by line record our intros as Mr. Brightside by the Killers, I feel like when we are done, Brandon Flowers needs to appear like you've done it. You've successfully summoned me. He will appear. He is, you know, he's like a guardian angel. And he'll just like come down in like moon dust and sequins and be like, you've done this. I'm so proud of you. Here's a mustache. And then be on his way. Because that's what I imagine that oh, the, the, the Brandon Flowers get fairy gives to people. The Brandon Flowers first. <laughs> Listeners, for the first time since I think our last Caucasity episode, Ren and I are recording in person, fully vaccinated. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. We, we're people. We're people. With physical existences. Soil and green as people. <laughs> It is all, it's so weird at this point to like be in the same room with you. Yes. Just because I'm like, I'm not like at my computer in my PJs constantly trying to get my cat off my keyboard. <laughs> um, I don't care for it. I'm going to need you to leave. <laughs> Fair enough. Peace <laughs> out. <laughs> also, our husbands are power washing my house right now. So the audio on this might be just interesting. I imagine it's going to be a very soothing, like, kind of rain on the tin roof noise, but with, like, a... (laughs) When it comes across the side of our house. Sudden hurricane on a tin roof. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they play that at Starbucks somewhere. Anyway, is there anything you need to scream into the void? (laughs) I think that's something I need to ask you. As I am the purveyor of this episode, I need to check in on your mental state before we get into therapy. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Um, I'm looking at chicken bones and my friend. Um, So, did you hear about the stupid fucking Orlando Sentinel article? Oh my god, yes! I was just going to talk to you about it! Oh my god, this man! This sad, sad man! This sad, like, 50-year-old man wrote an op-ed that the Orlando Sentinel, for reasons unknown to me, (laughs) decided to publish saying, Disney World is woke. And that's going to ruin it for all of us. That's oh not the that's not the exact quote yeah, I have like, in front it, of me. It's, but. it's hard for him to go to Disney now because like it's so infected with politics. And if you like read the article, because you've read it, right? Uh, I didn't want to give it the click, so but this is all you, baby. Well, if you read the article, first of all, the picture that is used in the op-ed is is that is literally the man trying to steal dinosaur DNA from Jurassic Park? Yeah, in a Barbasol can. That is the same man. <laughs> this is um, Waspy Newman. <laughs> exactly. So Waspy Newman wrote this article, and part of his article talks about like how he loves going to Disney World, whatever. Like 
adults, right? It, it is, I love Disney World, but wokeness is ruining the experience. Right. So first he talks about, like, the, uh, the 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 new employee changes where like employees can like have hairs of any hair of any length or have painted nails or have like non offensive tattoos be showing regardless yeah. of gender because that's a big thing is that like a boy might have like black fingernail polish and yeah. he essentially is like um excuse me Disney World is for escapism I don't want to know you are people. And individuals, and that's unacceptable. I need you all to be the same blank slate at every point. It is ruining my immersion. The best response I saw to this was uh, from Gabe Gonzalez at Gay Bones with a Z. Imagine overpaying to see people in half-naked animal costumes and gays in tights singing songs written by other gays, only to decide the retirement of a racist robot on a log ride is too much for your conservative sensibilities. Pretty much, yeah. He has a problem with the fact they're taking all of the racism out of Splash Mountain, which is the entirety of Splash Mountain. Um, they took Trader Sam off of the right. Jungle Ride, a yes. ride no one goes on except for this thumb well, of a man. The 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 racist like indigenous person, Trader Sam. That's that's not the thing that makes that ride click. No, that's not the thing that's like, ooh, I can't wait to see that racist caricature. That's the that is the highlight of this Jungle Cruise. No, it's the gay dude making fun of the uh, animatronic hippos. Mm-hmm. Come on, I'm sorry that you, as a 50 year old man, can't go to a children's theme park without seeing the racism you know and love. Or the sex slavery, because that's the other thing they've taken out, is the whole auctioning off the brides in the pirate ride. Oh, no. Because, yeah, there was a whole thing where it's like, again, another boat ride. I haven't been to Disney World since I was in fourth grade. Yeah, so the pirate boat ride is like, you see all the pirates and they're drunk and stuff. And then there was a bride auction where all of the women, they stole off a ship, they're being sold to pirates. Which is, like, problematic. Yeah. So now it's like lady pirates instead. Okay. Okay. And it's like, how dare you take sex slavery out of this children's ride? Wokeness. Wokeness run amok. Run amok! I imagine this man hates It's a Small World After All, because it's (laughs) full of, like, a bunch of people of different races and genders singing about how we're all connected by the human experience. More like it's a globalist (laughs) conspiracy after all. Am I right? (laughs) Am I right? Owning the list. (laughs) There's so many things to be upset about, and I'm just like, man, your life must be going really well Mm. that this is the thing that has uh, grinded your gears. This is the hill that Wasp Newman has decided to die on. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, Reverend Martinez, I think it's time for some therapy. Okay. It's time for you to tell me about this fucking guy. All right. Mm. Let's do this. Mm. So April is Autism Awareness Month. Oh, no. If you're not aware of what autism is, it's a neurodivergent disorder that is characterized by difficulties with social interactions, sensory issues, Mm -hmm. and communication. It exists across the spectrum. It looks very different from person to person. Um, autistic activists have really promoted the idea that neurodiversity and the social mo- model of disability 
the idea that like people with autism are just different. Yeah. They're not diseased. Yeah, sort of like we talked about uh, with the deaf community. Like exactly. It, it's its own community. It's its own culture. It's its own way of communicating. It's not lesser than. It's just different Right, than. and it may need different supports, but it's not like... There, no one has died of autism. No. Right? But here's the thing. Um, some people don't actually give a shit of what actually autistic people think and say okay. and like to... Speak on their behalf. Uh-huh. You ever heard of Autism Speaks? Uh, I knew this day would come. <laughs> so, you have heard of Autism Speaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, according to Wikipedia, Autism Speaks is the largest autism research organization in the United States. Really? Yeah. Really? It sponsors autism research and conducts awareness and outreach activities aimed at families, governments, and the public. Mm -hmm. They also sponsor autism walks, promote World Autism Awareness Day, and started the Light It Up Blue campaign. They also originated the use of the puzzle piece as a symbol of autism, and they even have their own Muppet. That's where that came from? Yes. Is it Zoe? Julia. Oh. Who's Zoe? I don't know Zoe. But Julia is the Muppet on Sesame Street who is autistic, and that was a sponsorship with Autism Speaks and the Autism Self-Advocacy Network, and the Autism Self-Advocacy Network ended up pulling their sponsorship and their partnership because Autism Speaks was involved, and we'll get into why. Okay. But let's let them speak for themselves. Let's let them make their point. Our vision. A world where all people with autism can reach their full potential. Our impact. Autism Speaks is enhancing lives today and accelerating solutions for tomorrow. But how did this lofty organization come to be? Mm. Autism Speaks was founded in 2005 by former NBC president and CEO and vice president of General Electric, Bob Wright, and his wife, Suzanne. So fucking rich-ass people. Yeah. This was a year after their grandson, Christian, was diagnosed with autism. Okay. The organization was established with a $25 million donation from Ben Shapiro's favorite home improvement store, the Home Depot (laughs) founder, Bernie Marcus, who also sat on its board of directors for some years. Uh. But it's tough creating a million dollar nonprofit from scratch. It's much easier to fucking Kirby that shit. Just like <laughs> sucking all that shit. Ooh, and now I've become the thing I have eaten. I have become autism. <laughs> In 2005, Autism Speaks merged with the Autism Coalition for Research and Education, an advocacy organization that has no internet footprint. There's no jokes. Okay. Uh, in early 2006, Autism Speaks merged with the National Alliance for Autism Research, or NAAR. Founded in 1994, NAAR was the first first U.S. nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting treatment into causes and treatment of of autism. Specifically, their mission was to fund, promote, and accelerate biomedical research and science-based approaches that seek to determine the causes, prevention, effective treatments, 
and ultimately a cure for autism spectrum disorders. There it is. There it is. We knew this was coming. Yeah. Doesn't make it any less upsetting. <sighs> In 2007, Autism Speaks completed its merger with Cure Autism Now, mm-hmm. or CAN, which is just right up front with its purpose. NAR and CAN. It was an organization of parents, doctors, and scientists devoted to research to prevent, treat, and cure autism. CAN was founded in 1995 by Jonathan Shestack and Portia Iverson, the parents of a child with autism whose story is told in the book Strange Son, Two Mothers, Two Sons, and the Quest to Unlock the Hidden World of Autism. Uh, It's the mid-90s. Yeah. I got really excited when you said two mothers, two sons. I was like, Lesabians? <laughs> no, it has to do, so, she, essentially, um, Iverson talks about, like, how her son was really struggling with, like, behavioral interventions and communication, and she heard about this woman in India whose son had learned to communicate, and so she, like, brings the Indian woman over with her son um, I can't remember if she brings them over and they go to India. But essentially she meets up and be like, tell me your ways, woman of India, to unlock autism. I mean, on its face being like, hey, other people have figured out better ways to communicate with people with autism who have, like, difficulty speaking. Like, that's not a bad thing. But I bet the next couple sentences are really going to change my perspective well, on this. in a proto-article doing a deep dive into Can. The couple discusses how their son, Dove, was diagnosed with autism in 1994. His name's what? Dove. D-O-V. Dove. Not Doug. Not Doug. Dove. Dove? Not not with an E. Maybe it's Dove? That's weirder. Dove. Um, In 1994, at age two, they, quote, tried behavior modification, picture exchange, gluten-free diets. Ugh. Nothing seemed to have much effect. By the time her son was three, Iverson says, the therapists were starting to give up on him. I was told it was unfixable, but I was given no good reason why. Mmm. Mmm. I know that this is not good podcasting. Just, just describe what I'm doing for uh, our listeners. Trying to flap the negativity away. She is trying to get that stench out of the room because here's the thing neurodivergency can't be fixed like it's not a broken bone or you know like you know even like a like a like a scrape on your ankle that you have to put a band-aid on or some shit like it's um it's sort of just how the brain is yeah also doesn't need to be fixed but Uh there's that whole thing and i also cannot imagine any therapist being like, we can't fix his autism, so there's nothing we can do. He's two years old. We've given up. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. It was the mid-90s. I kind of do believe that from the mid-90s. Yeah. Anyway, they started looking into autism research, and not surprisingly, there was very little stuff going on. Uh, it was 1994, and the actual Americans with Disabilities Act was, um, you know, which acknowledged. Just, just being... Past. Yeah, it was, you know, was four years old. And uh-huh. that was the whole thing where, like, oh, yeah, maybe, like, disabled people should have, like, rights and stuff. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, no. I don't know. What if what? disabled people hmm. are people? <gasps> Shocking. Groundbreaking. Surprise Pikachu face. To quote you. Um. So then Iverson and She Stack's takeaway was this. 
I just expected there was a system that every disease had government funding and somebody to cure it. We felt the science community had utterly failed autism. Which, like, I kind of get, but also, it's not a disease. No. <laughs> no. It's not a disease. There's not, there's not like a discrete bacterium or virus. No, it's really not. Um, anyway, so Can gets eaten up by Autism Speaks, and Iverson and Shustak were invited to join NARS board. So those are the science people, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are like, let's use science and stuff. Uh, but they declined the offer because they were apparently impatient with NARS, quote, excess of caution in staying with the scientific establishment. Quote, during lunch one day, Shustak recalls, London, one of NARS founders, told him, you can't hurry science. I work in the movie business, she stack says. I know you can hurry anything. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? And, like, there is something to be said about, like, science moves faster when there's funding. Like, uh-huh. that is true. But you can't hurry the science itself. I feel like this was also one of the people that was like, I don't know, the COVID vaccine seemed awfully rushed. I don't know. It just was so fast. I don't know. So fast. Mm. <sighs> so by 2007, after eating these other groups and absorbing their power, <sighs> Autism Speaks became a powerhouse with its high-powered and fat-cashed board, world-class scientific advisors, and celebrity fundraisers like Jerry Seinfeld and Paul Simon. Mm. But... Autism Speaks has something of a reputation. Yeah. A reputation of being ableist as fuck. Mm-hmm. And not really giving a shit about autistic people. Mm-hmm. First, there's this whole charity bit. So, you know, we've talked about how little money and research are going into studying autism and the support of autistic people. Right. Which is why Autism Speaks started to begin with. To raise money for these things that were necessary. Uh-huh. Prepare your surprised Pikachu face. According to a fact sheet developed by the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, or ASAM, very little of those millions that Autism Speaks raises every year actually goes to helping autistic people and their families. Legasp. Only 0.16% of Autism Speaks budget goes towards the Family Services Grant that are the organization's means of funding services. Autism Speaks spends 131 times as much 21% 21% on fundraising. Point what? 0.16%. What? Yeah. So, basically, so they're just having parties. It's all fundraising, and there is some research, and there's some lobbying. Lots of lobbying. It's, like, okay, fine, the lobbying, I get whatever. It, mm, mm. Mm. it sounds like this is mostly a foundation to have galas and feel better about themselves? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, as long as we're on the same page. Although Autism Speaks does not prioritize services with a practical impact for families and individuals in its budget, its rate of executive pay are the highest in the autism world. Yeah, that sounds right. In 2019, between salary and bonuses, Autism Speaks paid their CEO nearly a million dollars. Well, you know, even so, hey, hey. Even so, I'm I may, sure. I, mm, I am okay. sure these executives are being paid are autistic people themselves, as it as it only makes sense. Absolutely for not. An organization devoted to helping I'm autistic not, people. I'm not even going to pretend <laughs> to go along with this conceit. 
All right, back to Asan. Of course not. These are terrible people <laughs> who do not give a shit about what actual autistic people think. They care about what autistic people's families who wish that they're like children and grandchildren and nieces and nephews weren't autistic think. Well, according to Asan, uh-huh. Autism Speaks has only one autistic person out of a total of 30 individuals on its board of directors. I am shocked it's that many. By contrast, 25 out of the 30 board members represent major corporations, including current and former CEOs and senior executives of PayPal, Goldman Sachs, White Castle, FX Networks, Virgin Mobile, eBay, ANC Networks, L'Oreal, CBS, Sirius XM, American Express, SC Johnson, Tommy Hilfiger, and the Royal Bank of Scotland. <laughs> I don't even know what my face is doing. It's capitalism at its finest. Jesus fucking Christ. So clearly, Autism Speaks figured out... We're opening up another drink. They figured out this was bad press because they did get, at one point, autistic writer John Elder Robison to join the organization as a member of its boards on treatment and science. Hey, speaking of science... You ever heard of vaccines? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> um, this is them? This is part of them. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't even... Mm. So, as you well know, there is a very unfortunate and gross conspiracy that vaccines cause autism. I will do an Andrew Wakefield episode. You notice how I don't say Dr. Andrew Wakefield, because he is no longer a doctor. Mr. Andrew Wakefield, Mr. if you will. Andrew Wakefield. Um, suffice to say, there are no major scientific studies, none, zip, zero, not a zilch, that link vaccines and autism. There's none. No. None. Mm. But unfortunately, that shit still stinks, and we are still smelling it. Uh-huh. So in 2007... Katie Wright, daughter of the founders and mother of Christian, the uh-huh. autistic grandson, made Not her Dove. No, Dove is the Can People's kid. Christian is the is the grandson of. It's all grandsons. They're all grandsons. Oops, all grandsons. Oops, all grandsons. Okay. Um. So she made her very, very wrong opinions public. Yeah. When she started telling everyone who would listen that her parents, and subsequently Autism Speaks, hadn't given enough support to the the possible environmental causes of autism. Vaccines. Oh, honey, no. She was talking about vaccines. No. She went on freaking Oprah about it. That sounds right. Mm Mm-hmm. While the rights try to do some damage control and... Say that Katie didn't represent the view of Autism Speaks. Many in the scientific community were worried that Autism Speaks had let Katie's beliefs shape its agenda. They cited the fact that members of CAN, which wants to hurry up and find that cure, had more seats on the board of directors, as well as Autism Speaks' growing number of research projects that focused on environmental causes. Environmental? Quote, at a recent benefit gala featuring Bill Cosby and Tony Braxton, that aged well. Some of the Tony o- Braxton. Tony Braxton is do, fine. Do not bring Tony Braxton into this. She is. She has the voice of an angel. Fortunately, Bill, Bill Cosby, Cosby has not aged well. Has not aged well. Um, some in the audience were surprised when Mr. Wright announced that all proceeds would go towards environmental research, which. It includes vaccines. It's generally vaccines. It's vaccines? Yeah. 
In 2009, Allison Singer, a senior executive of Autism Speaks, resigned rather than vote to commit money to new studies of vaccination on autism. Singer said that, quote, There isn't an unlimited pot of money, and every dollar spent looking where we know the answer isn't is one less dollar we have to spend where we might find new answers. The fact is that vaccines save lives. They don't cause autism. Yeah. That same year, the Londons, who were the ones who founded NAR, which is the, the scientific one. Okay, who's their grandson? I don't, I think it's, I, th- I don't know. Let's make up. I think it's their kid. I feel like it's Paxton. Paxton. But with 12 X's. Yeah, that sounds right. And a Y. Um, they also resigned, saying that the arguments that, that there might be rare cases of vaccine involvement are misleading and disingenuous and that Autism Speaks was adversely impacting autism research. Despite all of their scientists abandoning ship, in March 2010, Autism Speaks said that it would not completely abandon the idea that vaccines could cause autism and that it would support, quote, research to determine whether subsets of individuals might be at increased risk for developing autism symptoms following vaccinations. Even though all of the scientists said no. Even though all of the scientists said no. And left. Why? Is it because they don't want Thanksgiving to be weird with this daughter? I mean, that probably has a lot to do with the yes. Yeah. But also money. Unfortunately for them, this was the same year that a study by the CDC found that exposure to thimerosal, the preservative that is used that used to be added to vaccines, does not increase a child's risk of developing autism. Because it doesn't. Yeah, don't say. Mm. Trying to reclaim some of their dignity... Autism Speaks responded <laughs> to that study by saying that um, the study adds to a large body of evidence. It adds to a large body of evidence mm. indicating that early thimerosal exposure through vaccination does not cause autism. It wasn't until 2017 right. that Autism Speaks made an official statement that vaccines do not cause autism. So that's what, 10 years later? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so, like, entire generation of uh, children just denied potentially life-saving vaccines uh, because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. their parents were fear-mongered that it might give them the autism, which would be clearly the end of the fucking world. Yep. Clearly. Yep. Largest <sighs> autism nonprofit in the world. Or at least in America. And why do you do this to me? Because I hate you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this cure thing now. As we know, the nonprofits Autism Speaks cannibalized had the direct goals of curing autism. Yeah. This explains why Autism Speaks advocacy has been based on the mainstream medical view of autism as a disease. In 2008, their website launched with this mission statement, This disease has taken our children away. It is time to get them back. Oh, no. Oh, no. On the Autism Speaks website, getting the word out, visitors were welcomed with this monologue. Living with autism can be a very cold and lonely life for a child, not to mention very challenging for the whole family. One day, that child living with autism will grow up to be an adult living with autism. Uh Uh-huh. That's how linear time works. Early diagnosis means early treatment, which means a better life and living a higher quality life. That's why we need to get the word out on autism, and we need to do it now. 
only by getting the word out about the harsh realities of autism can we even begin to help put all the pieces of this puzzle back together. Why are we doing all of this? Why not just turn the other cheek like so many before? The sooner autism is diagnosed, the sooner treatment can begin, and the sooner families living with autism can reduce some of the challenges associated with this disability. Calm yourself. <laughs> autism is so cold and lonely for that child with autism. Also, please, poor families, we need to reduce families. the burdens on this the burdens. The burdens. So autistic folks kind of took like a teeny bit, bit of offense to that. Yeah. Like a little bit. In January 2008, an autistic blogger created a critical parody website titled Getting the Truth Out. <laughs> it was later taken down in response to legal demands from Autism Speaks. What the fuck? To stop using its name and logo without permission. As they said, the spoof would confuse people looking for information about autism. Looking for information about <laughs> autism and accidentally stumbling across information from actual autistic people. <gasps> The horror. Yes! <laughs> we can't let that happen. Oh, boy. Um, in September 2009, Autism Speaks screened the short video, I Am Autism, at its annual World Focus on Autism event. The film was directed by Alfonso Cuaron mm -hmm. of the Oscar-winning Alfonso Cuaron. What did he direct that won an Oscar? Was it Roma? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. won the Oscar for that. I thought he lost. I think he won the Oscar for, the, for Best Director. I don't think it won Best Film. No, nobody liked it as a film, but it was well directed. Yeah. Um, its narration closely resembled the 1954 short Taming the Crippler, which personified polio as a kind of grim reaper figure. Well, because it actually killed children. Mm. And the film shows a series of images of children accompanied by an ominous voiceover. I am autism. I'm visible in your children. But if I can help it, I am invisible to you until it's too late. I know where you live. And guess what? I live there too. I hover around all of you. I know no color barrier, no religion, no morality, no currency. I speak your language fluently, and with every voice I take away, I acquire yet another language. I work very quickly. I work faster than pediatric AIDS, cancer, and diabetes combined. And if you are happily married, I will make sure that your marriage fails. That's really some middle-class white people bullshit, huh? Yeah, sure is. So, what you think? That we should retroactively revoke Alfonso Cuaron's Oscar <laughs> because he did so bad a j It's not just that it's offensive. It's that it does not make sense. <laughs> what is it like? I know every language. And with every child's voice I steal, I learn another language. What? I, <laughs> I am the Duolingo owl. <laughs> You didn't purchase a free streak crawling in your window. <laughs> You're going to lose your streak. Just like the girl from the ring, but it turns up its head and it's the owl. Just, like, so what the menacing. Fuck? I'm going to ruin your marriage and take all your money. I am autism. What? So funny enough, that's actually, um, let's talk about that whole ruining marriage thing. Yeah, that's. So that's not a thing. 
Um, there was a survey carried out by the Easter Seals that looked at parents who have children without any special needs and uh-huh. those with children with autism. The survey found that 30% of parents of people with autism were divorced compared to the 29% of parents whose children did not have autism. My God. <laughs> that a, percent. That percent. So significant. What a percent it was. And also, Autism Speaks knew this was a lie. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Serking, who was the chief community officer at the time, admitted that he knows of no evidence that having a child with autism spectrum disorder in the family leads to higher rates of divorce, but says the film is a, quote, personal statement based on the viewpoint of the two parents who created the film. <sighs> hmm. Mm, I love I love propaganda videos that have no facts in them. They're my yeah. favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm. That also are like, we will murder you and your husband and your children and your family and we will wipe their blood on the walls. I am autism. <laughs> I did 9-11. I am autism. <laughs> I killed JFK. I am autism. I am the man on the grassy knoll. You ever hear about Jean Benet Ramsey? <laughs> I am autism. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Zodiac Killer. I am autism. Hey, I made coronavirus in a lab. I am autism. What? What? I love it. It's great. <laughs> Did you know that jet fuel can't melt steel beams? <laughs> But autism can. (laughs) Autism melts steel beams. Hashtag autism speaks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I mean, so that was, that's that's just like ridiculous. And admittedly, everyone knew it was ridiculous. This one lady from ASAN said, This makes people afraid of us. Yeah. What will people think about me and other autistics if they've watched this damaging video? Which is like a real salient point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because Autism Speaks didn't watch this one damaging video, they did more. Particularly one, um, that they sponsored and produced a short film called Autism Every Day. The film follows mothers with severely autistic children and consists mainly of interviews with the mothers. This is already set up to focus on the parents of autistic children and yeah. not, you know. I mean, they know who their donors are. Yeah. Um, for an, you know, for an organization called Autism Speaks, they really don't like autistic people They don't like autistic people, people speaking. Speak. They really don't. It fucks with their brand. Um, the video starts with a compilation of children screaming, running away, and stimming wildly, set over somber piano music. Then a mother chimes in, You can't really take a day off autism. Autism never took a day off on me. You know who, you know who, never, <laughs> who also never got a day off on autism? Your kid. Your yeah. autistic kid. He never got a day off. Hmm. Autism never took a day off on me? Mm-hmm. And then... I didn't choose to do this. I'm not a therapist. I was drafted. I have an autistic child. You know who else didn't choose this? (laughs) Your fucking kid! (sighs) They continue talking about how, like, lost their social... They've lost their social lives, how hard it is, how they never get a break, how they're judged by other moms. They tell all this to interviewers while their children, the, the children they are discussing are literally, like, holding their hand or sitting yeah. next to them or, you know, being held in their arms. I, I, okay. 
So I understand that it is hard for parents of autistic children with like very heavy needs or like who are nonverbal for them to be able to get like appropriate supports. First of all, that's not every autistic person. Second, you should be able to vent about that to a support group. Maybe not to a multi multi million dollar mm. nonprofit who spends almost no money on actual families of children with autism and who like actively kind of insinuates that vaccines cause autism. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So now we're going to particularly watch this moment. It's like a, it's like a 12 minute film. So we're not going to watch the whole thing, but there's this one particular moment that is, um, you're going to have to prepare the void pillow. So <laughs> let's get this done. Parents who are, are forced doing? to put kids in schools that are completely overcrowded and 12 kids and one teacher and the, the kids oh, don't make progress. But I remember that was a very scary moment for me when I realized I had sat in the car for about 15 minutes and actually contemplated putting Jody in the car and driving off the George Washington Bridge and that that would be preferable to having to put her in one of these schools. And it's only because of Lauren, the fact that I have another child, that I probably didn't do it. What the fuck? <sighs> so, yeah, so that's a mother. Barely. You know, they just hand out the word mother to fucking anyone these days, won't they? Funny enough, that's Allison Singer, who we mentioned earlier as the one who left Autism Speaks because he she felt that they were committing too much to v vaccines, which had no correlation with autism. She later took back what she said in this statement, but I'll kind of explain part of the problematicness of, of this thing. But yeah, that is a mother who's expressing the thought that she wanted to commit murder-suicide with her autistic child. Um, rather than put her in a school that was crowded. Rather put her in a school, like a, a school just for autistic children that was too crowded. And the reason she didn't is because she had a neurotypical child. Jesus Christ. Um, four days after this film was debuted, on May 13th, 2006, um, Karen, Mi Karen McCarran... Um, a mother, uh, took her three-year-old autistic child, Katie, and put her in the car and drove off a bridge. <laughs> According to the book Battleground, the media, which kind of delved into the sort of making of this film, the producer of this film instructed the families that she interviewed not to do their hair, not to vacuum, not to have any therapist presence, and then the film crew appeared at their homes without any preliminary preparations or notice in order to authentically capture the difficulties of life with autistic children. So essentially the producers and the people who made this film set up scenarios where the children's days were interrupted, they had no support, they had no preparation, to make them as upset yeah, as to, possible. to make it look as bad as humanly possible, mm -hmm. to get as many people scared about the the distant possibility of having an autistic child, so they would give money to this organization. Yeah. Because what could possibly be worse? Right. So, you know, I think the film and Autism Speaks received some criticism um, from, no. from autistic people <laughs> and groups advocating for autistic people. Uh, they complained that the film... Focused more on the parents than the actual lives of the children, which, y'all, yeah, that's yeah. fair. 
Um, they also portrayed autistic people as tragic burdens than as actual human beings who happen to be autistic. Oh. Mm. Mm. In November 2013, Autism Speaks published an op-ed by co-founder Suzanne Wright called Autism Speaks to Washington, A Call for Action, which I will now read to you because I desire your misery. Oh, no. These are mostly highlighted. It's, it's, it's like a longer essay, but this is the, yeah. If three million children in America one day went missing, what would we as a country do? If three million children in America one morning fell gravely ill, what would we as a country do? We would call out the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines. We'd call up every member of the National Guard. What the fuck's the Navy gonna do? Are they in the ocean? (laughs) All the sick kids are in the ocean. All the missing children are just bombing in the ocean. (laughs) Look upon my sea of sons. Yet we've, for the most part, lost touch with three million American children. And as a nation, we've done nothing. We've let families split up, go broke, and struggle through their days and years. These families are not living. They are existing, breathing, yes, eating, yes, sleeping, maybe, working, most definitely 24-7. This is autism. Close your eyes and think about an America where three million Americans and counting largely cannot take care of themselves. Because they're in the fucking ocean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have no houses in the ocean. <laughs> Imagine three million of our own, unable to dress or eat independently, unable to use the toilet, unable to cross the street, unable to judge danger, unable to pick up the phone and call for help. Shut the fuck up. This is a national emergency. We need a national autism plan now. Ah. Uh, hmm. Mm. Hmm. Man. I have a couple friends who are completely able to dress independently, eat, yeah. and talk shit for themselves to have a word with you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because, uh, fuck you? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All these poor ocean autistics just bobbing up and down. Autism ruined my marriage. Autism <laughs> just shoved Sharon's right into my husband's DMs. And... <laughs> Autism broke my leg. Autism <laughs> repossessed my car. Hey, so remember that uh, John Elder Robison? That's the one autistic guy that they were able to get on their board when yes. they were getting a lot of shit about there was no one autistic on their board? Uh-huh. So after this dumpster fire was published, he resigned. I would, too. And he released a statement. Autism Speaks says it's the advocacy group for people with autism and their families. It's not despite having had many chances to become that voice. Autism Speaks is the only major medical or mental health nonprofit whose legitimacy is constantly challenged by a large percentage of the people affected by the condition they target. No one says the Cancer Society does not speak for them. No one describes the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation as an evil organization. All that and more is said of Autism Speaks every day. I've suggested things the organization could do to garner support from those groups, but these suggestions have been ignored. Mm. 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 It's almost as if they don't give a shit about autism speaking. (laughs) It's almost like they don't even care about the opinions of the autistic guy on the board because he's just there to fill a quota Mm. that they... A very small quota. Very small quota that they had to set themselves because they were so embarrassed by the fact that they had no one. Right. 
And um, furthermore, Autism Speaks still aligns itself with controversial and even dangerous practices. First off, they are all about some applied behavioral analysis or ABA therapy as a way of treating autism. Mm-hmm. ABA. Yeah, I know is, about ABA. Is it's, it's kind of a thing, but it's not well-loved as it can focus on aversive reinforcement and eliminating behaviors. That's the issue. It's often used to make autistic people appear neurotypical rather than provide them support or tools to interact with their environments naturally. Like, you see, ABA is used to keep a kid from stimming, which, like, it tends to be, like, flappy hands or rocking in their chair or something like that. Because even though stimming is used to regulate sensory input or emotions, it looks weird. And we don't want them to look weird. How dare anybody around them be uncomfortable because they are unfamiliar with this? Yeah. We have, think of the neighbors. Think of the neurotypicals. Mm, for once. For once. Then, of course, there's the, um, there's the electrocution. I'm sorry, what? So, at one of uh, Autism Speaks, Walk Now for Autism, I think it was a couple years. Walk Now! Walk Now for Autism. They chose to host and feature as one of the exhibitors at a resource fair, as a resource for uh-huh. autistic people, the Judge Rotenberg Center. And I was not familiar with the Judge Rotenberg Center. I was going to do a little, uh, like a little, like a little explanation. But then as I got into it, I'm like, this is going to need its own episode, like its own very deep dive. It'll probably be a Patreon episode. So I am going to try to summarize. The JRC is the only facility in the entire United States that uses electric shock as aversive punishment no. for disabled people. No. Yeah, not electroshock therapy. ECT no. is its own thing that also has its own controversy. No. no. This is electric shock. No, no. As an aversive intervention to keep disabled people, such including people with autism, from engaging in unwanted behavior. No, no, no. So, you know, no. like, you start uh, no. flapping your no. hands and you get a zap. No. <laughs> you get upset and start yelling. You get a zap. People have died. Um, no. <laughs> people have died. Yeah. I would fucking think people have died from shocking them with electric shit. Yeah. It's, um, so again, that's why it's going to need its own episode. Okay. It's going to need its own episode. It's a little bit too much to just bring into this picture. But the point is, Autism Speaks was like, hey, guys, do you need a resource for your autistic child? Here's the electrocutioner's chair. They're this really nice people. It's like, they're like Jigsaw, right? They're like, they're like, they're actually, it's like Jigsaw mixed with the six-figured man from The Princess Bride opened up a psychotherapy center. Jigsaw did autism. <laughs> so, again... This was a, advertised as a resource by Autism Speaks. Uh, sure. <laughs> because f- what expectations do I have for these people at this point? Really low, I'm guessing. It's low. So over time, Autism Speaks has changed its leadership and taken steps to address some of these criticisms. Bob Wright, uh, who was the founder and a longtime friend of Former President Trump. And- I'm going to need you to tell me his grandson, because otherwise I'm that not going to know. Christian. Okay. 
So he and his wife actually founded Autism Speaks. He's the one who's like the NBC exec and You can tell whatever. me this as many times as you want. I only know them by their grandson. He's a names. rich fuck whose grandson Christian was okay. diagnosed with autism. He's a longtime friend of former President Trump, and he continues to spread anti-vaccine misinformation. Mm-hmm. He stepped down as chairman, though he still sits on the board. Uh, they rewrote its mission statement, taking out language referring to the hardships of autism and the search for a possible cure. So they took out the cure from their mission statement in 2017. In 2017. Uh, they asserted, again, in 2017, that vaccines did not actually cause autism in 2017. Ten years after they said that they maybe do. But Autism Speaks priorities are still obvious. As ASAN wrote... While they remove the word cure from their mission statement, Autism Speaks continues to fund biomedical research focusing on identifying the causes of autism rather than quality of life research that aligns with the priorities of the autistic community. Self-advocates have been explaining what we need for years. Autism Speaks knows, but they aren't listening. Yeah. And I think we need to stop listening to Autism Speaks. Yeah. And start listening to fucking autistic people. It's crazy. I'm using disability first language in this case because most people I know who have been diagnosed with autism use disability first language and not person first language to refer to. Yes. Yeah, I've always the yeah I have a couple of friends that are autistic and they always refer to them as I'm autistic. Yeah, like, I'm an autistic person. Um, autistic people versus people with autism. Don't add us. We're doing this from a place of love. You know who's not doing it from a fucking place of love? Autism speaks. Autism uh, is in your home. It killed your dog. <laughs> Autism kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. It destroyed that uh, that that ship you were building in a bottle. It destroyed it. Smashed it on the ground. Oh my god! I thought that I had another helping of ice cream, but my refrigerator is empty. Autism. Autism. Autism eats your leftovers. Aut- Autism steals your mail. <laughs> Autism fed my dog chocolate. (laughs) Autism stole the Lindbergh baby. (laughs) Autism disappeared Amelia Earhart. (laughs) Uh, So, I think, considering how much you've been screaming into this void pillow, um, that you might need a self-care plan. You specifically. I do. I do. So, okay, so my self-care plan is kind of bare bones in that I don't really have a lot of tips. I just have... Um, yeah, neither one of us bothered to write self-care right. plans, but we're going to improv So, them. instead of giving a shit about Autism Speaks, why don't we donate to some organizations that help autistic people? Okay? So, first is the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, or ASAM. It's a policy advocacy organization run by and for autistic people. Uh, all of these uh, links will be posted on our website. Yes. Um, as part of our show notes. So, uh, Autistic Women and Non-Binary Network. Uh, they seek to share information which works to build acceptance and understanding of disability while dispelling stereotypes and misinformation which perpetuate unnecessary fears. Like the way Autism Speaks does. Mm-hmm. Then you have the self-advocates becoming empowered, which works to ensure that people with disabilities are treated as equals. Sabe? Sabe. Same. Autistic People of Color Fund provides micro grants to Black, Brown, Native, Asian, and mixed race people in the autistic community. 
because if there's one thing that's glaringly obvious if you watch any of these videos, it's that it's all white, white women. People. White people with their white children. White mothers with white sons. And then communication first. This works to educate the public, advocate for policy reform, and engage the judicial system to advance the rights, autonomy, opportunity, and dignity of people. Opportunity? Opportunity. <laughs> it, it's like pop music. It's a opportunity. Opportunity. <laughs> to um, advance the rights and dignity of people with autism and other speech-related oh. disabilities. Don't give money to autism speech. Please don't. Like, we know that they changed their mission statement. They're still terrible, and they're still the people who did this. They are still the people who did this. And, like, I think, again, I think um, I think that um, Robeson really kind of said it well in that, like, people with cancer don't say, like, the Cancer Society doesn't speak for me because they don't yeah. have to give a shit about people for cancer. Like, pe- like, organizations that are working on behalf of people with disorders or whatever... Yeah. Generally are supported by people with those disorders. But like Generally. Autism Speaks is specifically like autistic adults. Because that's the thing is that like they're all about autistic children and then those autistic children go to autistic adults. So they're actually like, fuck you, actually. As an adult, fuck you. So autistic adults are like, we don't support this organization. They say they speak for us. They don't. Yes. And autistic people are not a monolith. Like probably a couple of them are like, yeah, I'm buying what they're selling. But for the most part, like, self-advocacy networks of autistic people do not. Because they're peddling harmful information. And they peddling it's them. bad. I hate them. We do hate them. I think that's something that we have come to agree on. I have hate in my heart, and it is not exclusively for autism. And it is a blue puzzle piece. Right <laughs> Oh, also, the reason that Puzzle Police was blue for the longest time is because they believed that only boys could get autism. They didn't change it until, like, two years ago. Now it has a slight rainbow at the bottom. It's still mostly blue. That's going to be all for us. (laughs) (laughs) If you like what you're hearing, which, honestly, why? Why? (laughs) But you can check us out at thisfnguypod.com. All of our social media is at this FN guy, except for our Facebook, which is this fucking guy. We have some delightful memes. Yes. None of it has to do with Autism Speaks. No, most people. of it has to do with possums. Possums. And, um, yeah, we, uh, I, again, I, I plan on, obviously I've already spoken openly about I do, I'm going to be doing a Patreon bonus episode yeah. regarding the Judge Rotenberg Center, mm-hmm. so uh, keep and on the lookout for that. And if you don't want to scream at something but do want to become a Patreon donor, we are going to try to wrangle our husbands later and do another Caucasity. Yes, future episodes of the Caucasity will be a Patreon exclusive, yes. because we actually have to have something that's exclusive on yes. Patreon. Caucasity 3... What the fuck is this person talking about coming soon to Patreon? Delightful. So, I am Ren Martinez. And I am Ginger Golub. And bonus self-care tip, maybe you should pull up the script before you start the ending I am honestly impressed that you got as far as you did. Um, here's a bonus self-care tip. Hydrate. I see you getting a little pruny there. And I know, I don't think I've had any water in like 24 hours. Because I'm, I need to follow my own fucking self-care plan, y'all. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing next. Also, 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 don't be this fucking guy. Peace. Peace. This fucking guy.